What's up, family? Thank you for tuning into another episode of With the Facts WTF Podcast with Marielle. I am Marielle, and I am I'm a little uh, tired, y'all. It's been a crazy few weeks, uh, just in our country, uh, in our world, and you know, just dealing with personal life, right? Uh, and so, there just been a lot of things going on. But I hope that y'all are doing good and that you are doing well. Um, so I want to bring something to the podcast that happened unexpectedly, but I think it's worth us talking about. Um, and that is on Friday, um, for, you know, on Juneteenth, um, I posted something on Twitter, um, and something happened that I didn't expect. Um, with the tweet that uh, I posted, it definitely took off uh, and I wasn't expecting it. Um, and it opened up some dialogue. It opened up people, um, you know, telling me their stories. And I want to show you the tweet uh, and then and then explain something a little bit. And then I'm actually going to show you where the tweet came from. But here was the, tr- the tweet. Um that I did and it says in our churches we have to stop glorifying people's trauma by calling it a testimony and I have to tell y'all what proceeded to happen when I posted that it went everywhere (laughs) and so the past few days have been very fruitful conversations um, from people like I said who've been sharing their story um, of how their trauma was mishandled and also people who disagree with what I said, but after us having some dialogue, really thought about it and was like, wow, I, n- I never thought about it like that. So I've been very hopeful. So here's where the tweet came from. I'm a part of an amazing community called the Faith Community Atlanta, which is a church here in Atlanta. And um, big shout out to them. Pastor Christian Smith is the pastor. Um, and so I have the privilege of being a part of this community. Um, I serve there in as far as the music is concerned but I have grown really so much as a person to be connected to just incredibly brilliant minds the faith community is a very um unique and definitely unusual church in in the most glorious way um it is a place where critical thinking is encouraged a place of of so many different things, of the institution of church, even scripture, even how we view certain things. We have very in-depth conversations. Um, We unpack a lot of taboo topics. We don't shy away. Um, And so I have grown a lot being a part of that community. What's really interesting is before I really um, started being a part of that part of the community, the faith community, um, my theology started shifting a little bit, but it definitely like being a part of it has propelled it <laughs> lightning speed and how I've shifted. And so um, what we've been doing at the faith community since the pandemic started was we do something called daily bread. And every day we bring some different element to just, you know, help people get through it. Well, one of the days is what we call Therapy Thursday. And so every Thursday, um, somebody from our our group, our community or a friend of the faith community um, really talks about some type of therapy issue and that or mental and emotional health. 
Um, we do have a resident therapist that is a part of the team. Um, her name is Pamela. She's amazing. Um, and so normally she would do those, but then some of us who are not therapists, we still will contribute. And so what I'm going to show you is where that thought process came from of the church and trauma and how we have glorified trauma. Um, it was a conversation that I had for Therapy Thursday, and it was really a challenge to church leaders, to um, people who sit in the pews every single Sunday and really trying to challenge the thought um, of what we have what we have done with testimonies. Um, I'm going to play it for you. And then I'm going to actually come back and I'm going to add a couple of things. But I really wanted you to hear um, what my conversation and what the talk was for Therapy Thursday for the faith community um, and where this idea came from that I tweeted out that uh, went all over, went all over the place and people just really gravitated towards because I wanted to unpack it a little bit more. Um, so I'm going to play it for you. Um, so we're going to I'm going to play it for you and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to add a couple of things and then. We're going to be out and I would love to hear your thoughts. So here we go. Here's the initial uh, conversation. I hope you're doing well. Um, so, yeah. So as you all are coming in, if you could just give me a wave and say, hey, I'm not going to be before you long. This is Therapy Thursday. Um, and so I... I'm going to say what I got to say, and then I'm going to get off and let y'all enjoy your evening. And so for Therapy Thursday, we talk about a myriad of different things, of course, that are associated with mental health. Um, I am not a licensed therapist. I want to be very clear in that. We do have a resident therapist, licensed therapist, uh, Pamela Merritt, who is wonderful. Um, she is our resident person, but some of us, we talk about... Um, mental health issues, emotional issues, and all of that. So I'm going to come from it from a different angle today because I think it's important for us to have this type of dialogue and conversation. And I don't have any notes really prepared. Um, I really kind of want to come from the heart and the dome on this one. Um, and I really want to talk about trauma and how as a church body, and when I say church, I don't mean the faith community. I mean the church as a whole, how we have minimized and we have glorified people's trauma at the exact same time. And I think it's really important for us to have this conversation around trauma because that is what a lot of people are experiencing right now, whether they're black and brown um, whether they are LGBTQIA individuals, a lot of it is trauma that they have had to deal with. Um, and there's so many other factors that people who've had trauma, whether it's childhood trauma, whether it is, um, abuse, being in an abusive relationship, that type of trauma. Um, some people being in poverty is trauma and it is. Um, and so I really want to talk to, church leaders. I want to talk to people who are sitting in the pews, um, people who are a part of church, church culture. And I really want to kind of call us out for a second, if that's cool. So the first thing that I really have to say is we have to, number one, stop minimizing and glorifying people's trauma. And unfortunately, we do that at the same time. How? Well, first, I feel like the church minimizes people's trauma we minimize people's trauma, number one, because we over-spiritualize things. 
we don't take seriously enough when people have given, um, when people are expressing things that have happened to them. And even if they are in the past, it doesn't mean that it's not affecting their present. And so we dis we have we dismiss away the seriousness a lot of times the trauma that people have experienced because we over spiritualize things. That's number one. So that's how we minimize it. But we glorify trauma because too often in our churches, what we tend to do with people is we say we instead we glorify the trauma by most times calling it a testimony. If you grew up in church like I have, that just jarred you. We glorify people's trauma because we don't call it trauma. We call it a testimony. And I want to talk about the danger of that. (sighs) Too often, uh, we have people, I don't know if y'all grew up in churches like I did, where either people would get up and talk about, you know, their testimony, or there are a lot of churches who still do this. Um, And a lot of times, the more traumatic or the more drama-filled or the more, um, you know, suffering that happened within a person's uh, story, we say that's a good testimony, right? Because we love hearing how, you know, somehow that person, person is still functioning. And we care more about that they seem to halfway be functioning than really being concerned of if they can function. Are they really functioning? Are are they really healed? And I have to tell you, here's where I met with it. And I, I'm the type of person, I say what I got to say, okay? <laughs> so here's where I'm really at with it. I really believe that in a lot of ways, we... Um, we like to over-spiritualize things to the point of people's detriment. We we preach Jesus all the time. We preach that God heals all the time. And we love talking about supernatural healing. But I think we don't talk enough about the types of ways that Jesus can dis- can display healing or exhibit healing for people. That can happen in a therapist's office. Healing from God can happen in a therapist's office. Healing from God can happen through medication. And we spend so much time over spiritualizing things that we do not care if people really are whole. So I have to tell you, if we are church leaders or we are people who are very heavily invested in our churches, I have to say we're fraudulent. We're fraudulent if we say we care about the spiritual wholeness of a person, but we can never address the emotional and mental part that comes along with that. There's no way that we've gone through what we've gone through in the past few months from the pandemic to keep consistently watching black and brown bodies be murdered. Now we're seeing them be hung. There's no way that we can keep watching that and then think that we can keep going back to doing church as we were doing before. There is no there is no uh, normal. There is no going back to normal on that. Because, and I have to say this, the church in many ways has taught people how to be, how to, uh, we've produced atmospheres of uh, trauma. That's harsh for me to say, but I mean it. In a lot of our church structures, we have produced people and spaces. I'm sorry. We produce spaces that have produced trauma. We haven't helped people. 
We've we've told people as long as you can mask that you're doing okay, then that's good. Church teaches you that you can't be broken, though they tell you you can, which is just really bad mental. Um, it's a mental game, and that's not acceptable. So all so all of the. God loves you and we love you and, you know, we want you to be whole. I have to tell you, a lot of that is, 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 is empty. It's fraudulent. We have dismissed people's trauma for way too long and we have caused people's trauma. And I really think that the church as a whole has got to take account for that and we got to do better. As much as we preach Jesus and as much as we preach God, that we can preach therapy and counseling in the same exact space. We can offer resources to our people. I think about predominantly black churches right now and how much trauma is sitting in those pews that we've never really addressed. That we Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, or whenever your Bible study is, we come to church, go home, go home, come to church. We do all of that very well, but we have yet to really address the traumatic events that many people have had to face and that many churches have actually caused. We haven't owned that. And so if you are a person right now and you're listening to me, if you're experiencing that, first of all, I want to tell you it's okay for you to acknowledge that what happened to you was not okay. It, it, it was not acceptable. And it's okay to be angry about it. And it's it's unfortunate for me to see people having to be broken in a place that professes that it's there to help you get whole. I want the church to do better when it comes to trauma. And coming out of this, the church really has no choice. We have got to stop minimizing and glorifying people's trauma. And for those who missed it the first time, I'm going to say it again. We can't keep glorifying people's trauma by calling it a testimony. That's damaging. That's not cool. That's not okay. Our job is, yeah, they seem to be halfway functioning, but there's there's no way that some people, and, and literally hearing their story, I listen with different ears now. There's people who will get up and they will voice their testimony. And all I can think about is, this person has so much trauma. And all I've heard, oh, well, God brought me out. No, you need to go talk to somebody about that. That's way too much trauma to absorb in your body, in your personhood, in your bones. And too often, especially as African-American people, black people, people of color, we tend to do that a lot. We absorb trauma and it shows itself in our body. Our bodies can't, our bodies were not meant to handle that type of trauma. This is where all of the, the, our compromised immune systems start to happen. This is where hypertension starts to happen, right? And a lot of people will push back and say, oh, well, one thing doesn't have to do with another. That's inaccurate. Doctors and studies will tell you that doing, enduring, Unusual amounts of stress and trauma are traumatic to a person's immune system. It becomes harder for you to fight off certain diseases. It becomes harder for you. So even in the midst of COVID right now, African-Americans are the most susceptible group to fatality rates, 
right? A lot of that is to have to do with the stress of everyday life. And we've been dealing with the stress of racism. I went on a Twitter rant the other day to talk about marrying how racism and our health coincide together and how racism has affected our health as African-American people and individuals. Because of the trauma of racism, it definitely has caused that. It definitely can cause your body not to be able to function appropriately. So I really want us as a church, and when I say as a church, I don't mean the faith community. I mean the church as a whole to really start being concerned about the trauma that people have endured to the point where we offer resources, where we speak to it, where we push counseling and um, therapy just as hard as we push Jesus. So serious because this is uh, contrary to what a lot of people think therapy can heal you in a way that the church is not capable of doing therapy can heal you in a way that the church cannot. It is what it is on that. And so we have to start being able to be creative in spaces and in ways of really speaking to people's trauma and really helping them and really helping them to not just cope but heal. And unfortunately, cultures, the church culture really teaches you how to cope, but very rarely does it really teach you how to heal. So that's my challenge to all of us who sit in church pews, who lead in church, whatever it is that we stop minimizing and we stop glorifying people's trauma. Because it's, it's not, we can't go back to what we were doing. If if I really want to be honest, church was killing people in a lot of ways. It wasn't helping people. And given what our world has gone through and our country has gone through and what we are going to be going through probably for a little while, there's no way we can keep turning a blind eye. And there's no way that we cannot acknowledge when people are um, enduring trauma and then we just kind of ignore it and then we over-spiritualize it and be like, okay, well, he'll never put more on you than you can bear. Don't. I don't even want to hear that, that verse no more. <laughs> like let's be very um intentional and let's be let's strategize on how we can help people who have gone through traumatic events i don't know i don't know what that looks like maybe we partner with you know um people who are studying to become licensed therapists i don't know but we got to be creative in this because it's so much trauma it's ridiculous y'all and i am i am very nervous and scared to see how the damaging effects um, of everything that we're seeing right now, how this is how this is affecting people's mental and emotional health. So we got to step up to the plate. So that's all I got to say. That was coming right from the heart, right from the dome, or just how I've been feeling about everything that's been going on. Um, I really hope that this has been helpful to you for Therapy Thursday. Um, and I hope that you think about what I said. And I hope that you think about if you've endured some type of trauma and you've just been coping. You move, Let me say this. Moving on doesn't mean you healed from it. I'm going to say that again. That got good to me. Moving on from it doesn't mean you healed from it. And I want you to be your healthiest self. Your mind, your body, and your spirit. All right. That was a lot to unpack. Um, and I really hope that you really heard what I was trying to say 
in that conversation. Now, here's some things that I have been met with um, through that tweet. It's very hard, first of all, to give proper um, explanation and, and context through things through 140 characters. So let's start there. Um, and so I thought it was necessary for me to really do this for the podcast because I really think this is a conversation we need to have and that's something that we need to change. Um, so one of the things that I've been presented with is that I think because of what I tweeted that testimonies are useless and that's not true because it shows God's power. I want to be very clear. I am not against testimonies. Okay. And if that's what you walked away from that tweet, then you completely missed my point. Um, I think testimonies can be very um, helpful. Testimonies are important. If you are a believer, um, if you are a Jesus follower, as I am, I think that they can be. However, what I'm challenging is the construct in which we um, have created this space of almost in a sense, um, we, we, well, let's, let me put it this way. Well, we've heard people's trauma, but our churchy brains translated into uh, a testimony. And I disagree with that. We have to acknowledge trauma for what trauma is and, and unfortunately, we've created this space where we have this insatiable need for God to prove God's self. We want God to prove God's self. And most times, the way we want God to prove God's self is through testimonies. We love to hear stories of trauma, suffering, and heartbreak because that's our need um, as a church body, um, to really just be able to hear God, to show that God is, he can prove himself and God, cause that's what we need. We need God to prove who God said he is. And here's the thing. God doesn't have to prove God's self at all. Um, he doesn't. Can he through our testimonies? Yes. But in our desire for God to prove God's self, We've created these spaces where we don't care about people's mental and emotional trauma because we just want the story. And 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 I will say this too. I said this to somebody. You have to be careful about wanting people to tell their story so you can be encouraged in the Lord from their story. But it could be harmful to your neighbor for them to share their story. We have to be we have to consider that perspective, right? Um and we don't allow people um, the the breathing room to heal. We don't. And, and it's almost like I said in the talk, it's almost as if we over spiritualize everything and there and we dismiss that there is an emotional and a mental um, component that comes along with it. Right. It, it, it is. And so. Am I knocking people who want to tell their testimony? Absolutely not. I have been very encouraged by people's testimony and stories. However, the fact that we force that in a lot of our churches, and not to mention there's another side to this. As churches, we dismiss people's testimony because they haven't been um, trauma-filled or, or, or um, you know, filled with suffering. They've been boring testimonies. So I have to tell you, that's really effed up. <laughs> like, which further proves my point. We like trauma. 
because it pushes the narrative. We like trauma because we're able to do that. Um, we're able to um, really, uh, really push a service or really, um, you know, almost in, in essence, manipulate somebody's story. So I just think we really got to care about people's mental and emotional health when it comes to are they ready to say this? And what if they never want to say this in front of people? But they've healed from it. And as I mentioned um, on Twitter under the thread, we also have to accept that there are going to be some traumas people are not going to heal from. So you trying to get people to tell their story is making them open up a wound that is never going to heal. So I just think we got to rethink some things. We have over-spiritualized things so much that we dismiss the practicality of things and where we have become incredibly insensitive, where we have become arrogant in a lot of ways, where we have, we've hurt people. We've damaged people. For lack of better words, we've effed a lot of people up. I highly recommend you go back on the podcast and that you listen to um, an episode that I did with my friend Pamela. I mentioned her earlier. Um, she is a licensed therapist. And I had a conversation with her about healing from religious trauma. Um, I think that is such a necessary conversation. She specializes in that as a therapist. And I have to tell you, how many people um, have been so damaged by church? And can I just say something? We really got to stop thinking that being critical of the institution of church, which is the structure of church, the buildings that we go to, and then the structure and all of that, the institution of church, being critical of it is not attacking God. And I kept seeing that on my feed. We have this idea in our minds that we cannot challenge or be critical of something that falls within the institutional institutional perspective of church. Um, and we think that that's attacking God. It's not. Because here's the thing. If you think that God, the one that you say you serve, cannot bear up under the weight of your questions and your challenges, then I would dare communicate to you that God is not who you believe God to be. I think, I think God can handle, God can handle it. God can handle your questions. God can handle your anger. God can handle your challenges. It just is what it is. God can handle critical thinking. God can handle you handle you being critical. Like God can handle it. And I think us being able to look at things and be able to say, hey, that's kind of off. And to unpack it and to challenge it. And I'm saying this as a person who is not anti-church. I'm a part of it, but you better damn sure believe there are things that I've seen and I'm going to call it out every time. That's not okay. That's not right. And I want to encourage people who may be listening to this. Maybe you're not a Christian. You walked away from the faith because of what I've been talking about and you just been hurt. Please know that there are those of us who are in it who are trying to change it. And a big part of that is how we educate people and we challenge norms. 
That's the budding sociologist in me. We're challenging the norms of a culture because we understand that the norms of said culture have been dangerous to, to a lot of people. Now, is every, am I talking about the whole church structure is, no, there's some good things about church, but it's church is not, the institution of church is not without critique. Like we should be able to be critical about something, um, even, even more so when we're a part of it. Um, and what's unfortunate is we have designed our churches where, uh, and the structure of our churches where you can't offer criticism. You can't offer it to the pastor. You can't offer it to the leaders because you are being disobedient. You are a rebel. You are, you are coming against, uh, you're coming against God. And so I just want to say how unhealthy it is. And I really hope that after there's so much, there's so many layers to this thing, y'all. Um, I probably could do 50, 50 episodes on this, but it was, those were just my initial thoughts. So it was straight off the head, straight off the dome, from my heart, just things that I've seen. And so just to hear how many people um, have been touched by it. Some some people have private messaged me. It's just, it's been overwhelming, but in a really, really great way. Um, and so listen, I want to keep the conversation going. So I'm always down for good convo. We can disagree, um, but, but I think we can have great conversation. It's, it makes us better. And so I really hope that you will keep the conversation going in the comments, share this. Um, somebody said, oh, I wish I could send this to my pastor. Send it to your pastor. And then ask your pastor, well, what do you think about this perspective? Um, and just see what happens. I think um, we got to stop being scary and we got to stop being scared. Uh, and so if something's not right, challenge it. Okay. Um, and so I just want people to be bold. And if we're going to do this thing, let's do it right. Um, and let's be the church. The church is not the institution of church. The church is you and I. Okay. And it's not that it's not that building. It's not that institution. It's you and I. And we got to make sure that when we build the institution of church, that we are doing that. One that is, we're building a, a environment and a culture that is healthy, that is not just over spiritualized fluff, but that we care about people's soul, mind, body, spirit. Because you cannot say, and I said this on the talk, you can't, you're fraudulent if you say you want people to be spiritually whole, but you never address their mental and emotional. Because they can't be spiritually whole if those things are damaged. So, y'all, let's just do better. Let's keep the conversation going. Hit me up in the comments. Um, let's 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 talk about it. Um, and so, I hope to have more of these conversations. I have so much more coming your way um, as far as um, episodes. It's going to be really really great. But listen, do me a favor. Follow me right now on all of my social media platforms. I am Mariel T. I am Mariel T. Um, on Instagram, Twitter. Um, and Facebook, and you can go to my website, I am Mariel You spell M A R I E L L E T.com. Um, and so, yeah. And if you want to keep this conversation going, or I'm always down to talk about it, um, through being on other people's podcasts or you know, 
however that looks so yeah let's do let's do the work y'all let's just be better and let's treat each other well all right so y'all listen in your lives make sure you keep bringing the facts come with the facts nothing but um and so i hope y'all have an amazing week amazing day uh and most importantly i hope that you rest and that you clear your mental and emotional spirit and just have a moment to pause i'll see i'll catch y'all on the next episode peace y'all